Greetings and salutations. Hello and welcome to this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always begin each episode by reciting a prayer called the Angelus. If you are not familiar with the Angelus, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. So if you haven't done so already, I invite you to go into those show notes and open up that link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy the episode. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may be brought, by his passion and cross, to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you all are doing very, very well. We are currently in the midst, we are about to actually on Saturday, celebrate the, the 12th day of Christmas. And that day has a name, and it is called Epiphany. This is the day, or technically tomorrow will be the day, when the three Magis come to Bethlehem uh, after following a star uh, which are seeing a star in the east to worship the divine child. Now, I want to dive into these three magi a little bit. This is what uh, a little bit and kind of dive into how it relates to Christ's kingship on earth. So, I want to begin with the biblical magi, right? What do we know about them? Well, not much. <laughs> if we're being completely honest with you, not much. We only know really three main details. Everything else is. Um, is secondhand, but for sure we know three things. One, they came from the east. Two, they followed a star. And three, they offered him three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's it. But in a certain respect, maybe that's all we need to know about these three great sovereigns from the east. So let's dive into them, shall we? I'm sure we've all heard that hymn, right? You know, we three kings of Orient are... 
bearing gifts we travel so far we, we all know the hymn right well there's a reason why uh that, that there's a reason why there are three of them actually i want to dive into them take that back i really want to dive into them as human beings allegedly according to tradition they have three names melchior caspar and balthazar with varying uh spellings of each allegedly they came from persia um uh, Jasper and uh, Babylon, but really, we what we know for sure, at least as as confirmed as it can be, they came from Africa, Asia, and Europe. That is not coincidental. Africa, Asia, and Europe, because this represents the universality of the gospel and the universality of the divine reign. And more to it, uh, there was a priest in my diocese. His name is Greg Tokarski. God bless him. He uh, is a theologian and a, a scholar and a professor. And he mentioned something to me that I never knew before. If you look at, you know, geographically where, um, where Bethlehem is in relation to these three continents, Asia, Europe, and Africa, uh, it sits basically right smack dab in the center. That is, again, not coincidental because it, uh, Christ is the center of, you know, all of humanity. It is the center, and the Gospels, of course, are the quite figuratively speaking, the center of the universe. And it's from that center point that it radiates to all four corners of the globe, in this case, Africa, Asia, and Europe. They also, moreover, bring three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is, again, not coincidental. Uh, it is not coincidental because these are, dare I say it, prophetic gifts. These represent who he is and what he is to do, Christ, that is. Gold, of course, for his kingship. That is the theme of today, right? He is the king of the universe. Incense, frankincense, right? That is used for his divinity. This is still used today in uh, the liturgy. When you see the priest or the bishop put the incense into the thurible, it is frankincense. And finally, myrrh, the anointing balm that is used uh, for burial rites. That, of course, represents his passion and death. But again, what is most fascinating is what we do not know. All we know is, again, these these details. They came from the East. They uh, followed a star. They ha came with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We don't know what their true names are. We don't actually know truly where they came from. All we know are those three details. We don't know how many there were. There could have been five. There could have been 12. There could have been 100. Uh, we don't know what else they brought. Maybe they brought something else. Maybe they brought silver. Maybe they brought money. Maybe they brought diapers. We don't know. Again, we don't even know their real names. We don't know what language they spoke. We don't know if they were educated or not educated. Maybe they were tyrants. Maybe they were, uh, we don't know anything about them besides these three details. The only other thing that we can confirm, at least implicitly, is the reason which they, not even implicitly, explicitly, is the reason in which they came to Bethlehem, and that is to see the eternal king of the Jews. What's interesting, and I was thinking about this today as I was writing, was that in order to see a king, they actually had to pass through another king, believe it or not, namely uh, the governor of Judea and Samaria, Herod, uh, who, of course, would go on to massacre the infants. Uh, so it's kind of interesting how they had to go through a temporal power to see the divine power. Interpret that how you will. But I want to go into something much deeper now, and that is uh, the, really the meaning of that term epiphany, because that term epiphany really encapsulates truly what the Christmas season is all about and how we, especially as Ignatians, are to respond to the church's call of celebrating Christmas. This is according to Merriam-Webster. An epiphany is, quote, an illuminating discovery, realization, or disclosure, unquote. 
I want to repeat that again, an illuminating discovery, realization, or disclosure, unquote. Think about what the epiphany is in a nutshell. It is the discovery by the Magi, the kings of Asia, Europe, and Africa, of the light of the world. That is what it is all about. They are discovering the light of the world in the most literal sense of the term. Then they come to they come to Bethlehem by way of a star, which is a glowing, illuminated object in the sky, right? To the discovery of Jesus Christ, who is again the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And they come to this realization that this is truly the, the man who will fulfill all of the prophecies written about in the Old Testament. But how does this relate to us as Ignatians? This all sounds great and what have you, but how does this relate? Well, I've mentioned this a lot, and I want to mention it once again. Um, th there's an action here that's th th that we read in the scriptures, and that is they left and went home. They returned to Asia, Africa, and Europe. Especially as Ignatians, we can't stay in the stable, right? We want to stay in the stable. I certainly want to stay in the stable with Christ. Who doesn't? But that is not we are, what we are called to do. We are called to go encounter the light of the world, and then from that encounter, bring that gospel back home to Europe, Asia, Africa, wherever home is for us. It doesn't matter. We are called to bring that back and, and, you, and evangelize from there. You're called to actually go back into our communities. We're not like, again, we're not like the Benedictines. We're not like the Carmelites, right, who stay in the mountainside praying all day. We take what we encounter in the Eucharist, or, uh, or in the Magi's case, literally the infant king, and then we bring that back to our communities and, and bring them to the gospel as well. And it's by bringing them to the gospel that we are able to convert the whole world, wherever, uh, how, um, however that may take place. It is that, that is how we will convert the whole world to Catholicism. Let us not forget that is the objective here. And so let us pray, God, that we too can be like the Magi. Pray that we too can go out into, well, can first encounter him in the Word and encounter him in our daily lives. And then in turn, after that encounter, go out into our communities, go back to our homes, wherever home is for us, and bring the gospel back. But I want to close by this, because I've been reflecting on this a lot. And that's this. Why our own neighborhoods? Why our own homes? You know, we hear the great stories of Ignatian saints like, you know, Francis Xavier or, you know, Peter Canisius with, with Germany or what have you, um, or, you know, Isaac Jogues and uh, Rene Goupil. Why, you know, we can't all be like them, you know, going out to these far distant lands. 99% of the time, all, all the evangelization work happens in our own backyards. Why? I want to kind of toe with this idea with you guys a little bit. My going theory is this. It takes one to know one. No one knows our neighborhood better than ourselves. Am I right? We know, you know, the people. We know how they'll respond. We know what they like. We know what they don't like. And we can use that as leverage to kind of reel in the fishing line, if you will. Um, that's much harder to do if you're in a foreign land. Perhaps... Uh, that that's my going theory because it is by encountering those people on the daily basis people that are that we are familiar with and that are familiar with us that we are able to bring more uh, souls more effectively to uh, the divine majesty but i just want to close with that food for thought so that concludes this week's edition of ei thank you all once again for joining us and i do invite you to join us next week uh, we enjoy, we publish every week on fridays 
at noon Rome time. So if you want to join us either in podcast form or um, on our website, which is everydayignation.com, I do invite you to uh, do that every week on Fridays. Uh, that concludes this week's edition. Please pray for me and I will pray for you. Oh, also before I forget, uh, the Father Blackrobe stories were a huge hit and we're publishing more of them. Uh, they will be within the next week, couple weeks, hopefully, pray God, uh, we will be able to actually have a few more editions of Father Blackrobe for you as well. But that is again, uh, at least two weeks out. Uh, but that, again, concludes this week's edition. Thank you all once again for joining us. Please pray for me, pray for you, and of course, pray for Everyday Ignatian. And God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us for this edition of Everyday Ignatian. We always close each episode by reciting a prayer called the Sushipe. It was written by St. Ignatius of Loyola himself, five centuries ago. If you are not familiar with the sushi pay, that is okay, because I have included the link in the show notes. If you have not done so already, I invite you to go into the show notes and open up the link so that we can pray together. Thank you again for joining us, and remember, quodcunque dixerit vobis facite. Do whatever he tells you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, now I return it. All is yours. Dispose of me wholly according to your will. Give me only your love and your grace, for this is enough for me. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. All holy angels, pray for us. Society of Jesus, pray for us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thy heart. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.